Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. back with sammy p hello hello hey betty hi hello hey what's up how's it going oh god um yeah it's going good it's a beautiful day i just dropped my wedding dress off to the tailor and they were like it's funny it's actually the last day we're ever in business you're our last customer so you better get back here at five i was like okay wait (laughs) wasn't expecting that (laughs) They're like, we can't top this, so we'll shut her down. <laughs> like, it looks like completely normal. I didn't see any, like, boxes in the store. Like, they were packing up or anything. And they are just like, yep, we'll be gone. We'll be out of here. We'll be absolutely completely shut down by five. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, great. You, you walk to your car and look back and the store doesn't even exist. It's, <laughs> yeah, just, it's just like a gap between the buildings. <laughs> uh, and I was like, well, can I get a dry clean too? I was like hoping they could do that there or something. And they were like, there's no dry cleaner for four hours around here. I was like, oh, good. Okay. Well, this is all coming together. Great. <laughs> wait, wait, the nearest dry cleaner is four hours away. Oh, I don't know. There might be one in two hours away, but it's not looking good. <laughs> it's rough. I it's know. real rough. God. I know. Anyway. Yeah. You you trade your, your beautiful scenery for whatever they do at a dry cleaners, you know. Like, you know, I, sh- I it's my fault. I should have been married in just like a white flower sack Rock. towel. Yeah. yeah. Just like connected pieces of white cloth sort of strung together like Ariel's yeah. dress um that she first makes herself out of rope and uh sails and sea debris <laughs> do you remember that um I don't but I'm picturing like a drag race challenge where they have to make a dress out of found objects yeah exactly it's very that that's what I should have done <laughs> Yeah, if anyone's new here, or actually, if anyone didn't listen to last week's episode, Sammy's getting married, and I am uninvited from the wedding, so I just get my updates here, and that's that's it. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's no wedding, just an elopement, two different uh-huh. sort of concepts, you know. 
yeah. Is it uninvited if I imagined a certain way that it would go and manifested it and then it didn't go that way? You have every right to be hurt, upset, gooped, <laughs> gagged from your own delusions not coming true. Like everyone has that right and it's one I honor every day myself. That's actually one of the central tenets of this podcast, I would say. We honor your delusion, Absolutely. the delusion in us sees the delusion in you, and we support it, and we say, <laughs> with it, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, we're just delusional women covering another delusional woman today. Yeah, but but we love we love her. But the person in question today is exactly our kind of delusional. We honor, we stand. This is this is really keeping with our jarring shifts week to week between light distraction and horrifying trauma. Um, we're coming right off the heels of our say yes to the dress week, which was just so lovely to record. I left feeling joyful and light. And now we're going to take a sharp turn. We're going to be covering the Anna Nicole documentary that came out a month ago called Anna Nicole Smith, You Don't Know Me, that came out on Netflix. I want to get into it. Usually we do what music was popular at the time, but it's a month ago, so it's what's popular now. But I do want to ask you, Sammy, what is your relationship to Anna Nicole Smith? Um, I, You know, we weren't that close because I didn't tune into her show. I just knew her as like a figure in the press, and I tipped my hat, obviously, because I recognized she's camp, she's drag, she's serving cunch, whatever. <laughs> like, that's like, she's doing something for me that I like. And I like, there's like a little part of me inside that is also like, you know, a redneck, trashy gold digger. I liked that she was like embodying that. I never hated her for a moment. <laughs> I thought of you with all the, like all of her gold digging. And the <laughs> yeah, her, her but you know what? This documentary, the the um, director of it said that obviously there's the bombshell ending that we'll discuss, but she's like, that was a huge thing to discover. And also the interesting thing that we discovered through our research was that everybody who knew this couple intimately, J. Howard Marshall and, and Anna Nicole, said that there was true love and care and friendship and deep things going on there. And it wasn't just a gold digger relationship. I've always believed that, and I'm really glad that this documentary confirmed it because, okay, obviously, and we'll we'll get more into the timeline of their relationship, but obviously he was a man who was approaching his 90s when they got married, but if someone comes into your life and you've had this traumatic life and everyone, the world has made fun of you and this person comes in and makes you feel safe and makes you and, and your kid feel safe, which he wanted to immediately adopt her son which I'm getting ahead of myself like that you can have love for that person that can be real yeah. oh absolutely like the the scenes of them together were quite sweet and he was very sweet to her on the phone like I liked all his little like nicknames for her I thought that was so cute he called her my fair what was his like my lady fair and uh precious package <laughs> I know, and then, I know, and I love their little joke. She's like, "If you wake me up again, like I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna hit you when I see you." And he's like, "Oh, honey, darling, like oh, <laughs> I know, cute. yeah, I know." He he was just delighted to talk to her, even though she was like being shaken out of a drug induced sleep coma, you know. And she's like, 
eh, hello. <laughs> like He's like, yeah. hello, my beautiful angel. I miss you so much. It's so nice to hear your voice. Yeah. Like that's love, people. That is love. <laughs> is your billionaire husband waking you up out of your drugged stupor? No, just to and say, like, people just should to say people- nice things, whisper sweet nothings in your ear. People always ask her stupid questions like, are you sexually attracted to him? And she'd be like, no, <laughs> he's a sick 95 year old man in a wheelchair. Of course not. But I love him. And we have a real connection and, and friendship and love between us. But what if you want me to say like, yeah, just looking at him is like a panty dropper. Like, come on, I'm going to answer your stupid question. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. To which, to which we need to ask, think like to all those people. Think about the world and think about how many people are with someone who they're not attracted to, they're not getting dicked down, and they're not getting any money from them. They're getting absolutely nothing out of it. That's yeah. a lot more people than we'd like to believe. So, you know? Yeah, and, you know, she, they yes, they did meet in a topless bar when he was crying about the death of his wife, but every love story, like, a lo- there's love stories that come from every beginning, every type of meet cute out there, okay? <laughs> yeah yeah it was a regular montague and capulet type of situation totally i so i was thinking about anna nicole smith before watching this and i was realizing just how engrossed i've been in the world of pop culture just basically for my whole life because i remember so many of these things unfolding in real time like i remember her trim spa ads in the magazines I would buy, the like teen magazines. Um, I remember her at the MTV Movie Awards when she, like her infamous presenting of the award, like I would watch those on TV as they aired. And her, I remember her wedding. That is something I've always wanted to do as a couple's costume is her and <laughs> her and <laughs> Jay, what is, oh my God, what's his name? Jay Hoover, Edgar, Jay Howard Marshall. Uh, I've always wanted to do that as a couple's costume, but alas. that is amazing, but possibly offensive to old people in wheelchairs. You just never know these days. I don't even know. I okay. I don't. I didn't think of actually getting. I wouldn't rent a wheelchair, but I just like. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were committing to the bit. Like to no, do like it. I just didn't. No, I don't know. No, I just love. Wait, I just why love. are you describing yourself as J. Howard Marshall? You're like, no, I wouldn't rent. A wheelchair for the costume I was I thought you were gonna be playing Anna Nicole in this costume I'm down to be either one I'm down to be either one because you play both with like a split down the middle (laughs) like this is if their souls like shared one body (laughs) well okay up until now I couldn't do it because I was always single at Halloween and now I'm not single at Halloween but Oliver's not a Halloween girly so I'm like I will be Either one, if anyone wants to team up with me. I would be happy to be Anna Nicole to your J. Howard Marshall. That's what I'm saying. See, if you're ready to play. let me shine in that costume. Absolutely. You're wearing like deep wrinkle Hollywood face makeup. Yes. And like, yes. Uh, I have, this has been a 10-year dream. I, we'll put a pin in that. We're going to circle back. Just a set um, of brown dentures in your mouth. Like, but you need i'm sorry it's but it's the pairing with the ornate super over the top wedding dress like (laughs) oh oh my god her wedding pictures are the definition of camp like she's praying she's in like the full like early 90s like puff sleeve wedding dress and he just looks like he's on death's door no he looks so happy he's happy but 
Oh my, yeah, the happiest day of his he's, life, I'm sure. He's grinning with all the teeth he has left. He is just he, yes. Oh, he he is certainly happy, and and that's why that's why I appreciate it because they both looked genuinely happy for them. Totally, she's reflective. She's calm. She's like, you know, she's like, this is the right decision. Like, she's 100 percent confident. Yeah, under God's light and entering yeah. into a holy union. Yeah. So I, yeah, I really think that she is really the representation of the 2000s with everything the glitz like the sadness yeah she's she she was sort of a precursor to Paris Hilton like she was before she really came up but she was like brassy booby tan blonde like you know the little pink outfits like she kind of was like a uh what do you call it when you're starting a trend a trendsetter (laughs) some sort of set setter of the trend (laughs) yeah in that way and like I just quickly looked up when did her reality show come out August 2002 and if I could now surprise you with a journey of what was popular on the charts it was number one was how you remind me by Nickelback (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we've got hey baby by no doubt in the end lincoln park ain't it funny jennifer lopez featuring ja rule don't let me get me pink a thousand miles vanessa carlton like wow without me eminem hot in her god this is sending me back to like Incredible. one of the happiest times of my life <laughs> i know my god also now i've learned that we have to go 20 years back to not have maroon 5 in the top top five <laughs> yeah the last the time way. we were happy. <laughs> yeah. Before we were cursed by Maroon 5. Um, wow. Yeah. So she, to me, she was our modern Marilyn Monroe of the 90s and the 2000s. Yeah. And Be- beauty icon. Absolutely. Beauty icon, but with a really tragic personal life. We're, we're going to get into it. So the documentary opens and you hear a bunch of different clips of newscasters talking about her. And this is something that's echoed at the start of the documentary and at the end, and it really captures her story in a nutshell, where they say she's adored by many, but loved by few. And that's exactly it. And so at one point, she was they're saying she was estimated to be worth $490 million, which turns out was not not the case. Um, And then we cut to Anna, who is in her hometown of Mejia, Texas population 6,000 and she said she would rather not talk about her home life and you hear from her uncles and from different family members that that she was this teen who always attracted attention she was always this really compelling magnetic person she was always like not just a beautiful person but someone who really seemed to always know how to charm people and work the crowd and sounds like it just drew people out of the woodwork just magnetized her well you're doing a lot of good analysis work there because the way this documentary presents and frames her is extremely negative where they could say she was magnetic instead they say she was desperate for attention where they could say she turned heads they say like all she wanted was like to have men look at her and follow her and she was promiscuous and she was just like they they really use i think i really felt that there was a lot of misogyny in this film and it has a female director and whatever, but like I was hurt by the way they presented her and I thought it was dehumanizing to her overall and really slanderous to her legacy and especially the ending, which we'll get there. But like, 
I I didn't like the, I didn't like it. I'm they'll say things like she former best friend who lived with her for years and was her lover say I loved her so much blah 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 she was she was kind but then never say another kind word about her or what she did that was fine fun or what she did that was kind like she'll just say like and then she turned into like a selfish monster and had no humanity left yeah well wow that's true it's funny because i'm coming in with such a a preconceived notion of my thoughts on anna nicole smith and besides her best friend a lot of the people making commentary are old men and i feel like i it's almost like i had this i I have this built-in like google translate filter on from old men being like she was a promiscuous girl about town nailing the window shut and i'm like she was always a bombshell like that's how yeah she's she's a gorgeous young woman with sexual desires at age 17 like okay she wanted to have sex with her boyfriend and sneak out at night and see her boyfriend okay and now she's like even the even the best friend who is not is yeah describing her in not the most favorable light like all of them still come from the old guard all of them were born in the 60s and it just all of them were born at a time where mental health wasn't a thing we were also born at a time where mental health wasn't a thing but we were able to catch up but i feel like people from that time mostly haven't been able to bridge the gap and, and maybe it's just what they chose to leave in and what they chose to show the questions they chose to ask but like i would have loved to see the other side of her like she was a custodial parent to her son daniel her entire life but we never really hear about what she liked to do as a mom and what they like to do together and yeah she sounds like she was raising him right to her best capacity um but mm-hmm. let's go back to her upbringing so she was working at a fried chicken restaurant and married basically the first guy she fully actually met who at 17 and he was really controlling and awful and she said he she felt like she was locked at home and lonely and then in her own words said that she felt like if she had a baby she wouldn't be so lonely so she said she flushed her pills down the toilet and had her son daniel and then left this guy when daniel was six months old and then she goes on to say i want lots of money i want to buy me a whole bunch of land i want my own house i want to have another child a little girl (laughs) and And she did achieve all of those things but be careful what you wish for god because she got a whole lot of side dishes she probably would not have wanted yeah well up in, i mean you wish for those things often yeah i mean not a little girl child but um, everything but the yeah. child yeah i want lots of money yeah if i'm doing spells it's it's for money like i want to not be struggling with money anymore and yeah, she well, didn't want to be in mejia texas which looks like a fucking hellhole sorry to the houston area people but like, yeah, yikes. sorry if we have any Mejia, Texas listeners, maybe it's changed since then. Back then, it did look a little rough around the edges. So so at, in 1986, she was working a strip club. That's when she got a boob job and in the aftermath, got hooked on pain pills. Yeah, not only was there the immediate pain and then the addiction as a result of that, but it sounds like she had so many complications from her breast implants that like now are more called breast implant illness. She, they were so big and heavy that she got chronic back pain. That's how she got hooked on Vicodin. She had ruptures, leaks. There was like 
there was photos of her in hospital beds where her like bandages on the bottom of her back were like soaked with blood I was like oh my god like what happened to her what is going on with her like does she need back surgery like I, I don't know like she she had serious um chronic pain and she had been diagnosed even back then with fibromyalgia which like is hard enough to get a diagnosis of today so she she really had like all over chronic pain struggles and I mean, you said earlier, celebrities don't owe us their deepest secrets. I argue that they do owe us that <laughs> and we should hear everything, especially about like, yeah, things like you said, are they, they, they're part of beauty standards. So at least be like, I would have loved if Anna Nicole Smith at the time was like, Hey, just so you guys know, like these implants that you guys love, like they're fucking leaking. They are causing me back pain. They are making me sick. Like think about it really hard before you get them at age, but she was very young when she got them. So yeah, that's true. I guess they're training in millions for this product that they're selling. So tell us more about the product. Like that is. <laughs> tell us more. Well, yeah. Well, but like, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm thinking of like the obvious, the Kardashians and stuff. Like, I mean, they don't even, they don't even admit. That I'm so tired done, of their but... fucking lies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so, it's overdone even like talking about how we're tired of it. Like everyone's so yeah. beyond them, but, but it's like. I want to get to a point of like how many of you guys are hooked on pills or have been um, from all your surgeries and they're still at like, we work out. <laughs> we do a lot well, of working out. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I assume that like all celebrities are doing the like pill cocktails to get through the day because of how hard it is to be famous and get that kind of attention put on you. But Anna really took it to a level of being out and about and pilled up in a way that like we had not seen. Couldn't stand slurring her words, just being so like... Woo, I'm in a bubble bath and you're all in here with me. Like her energy was just so strange and like cuddly and 
slurry and like she was just out like that all the time like every day from morning till night is that was the state she was in after a certain point in her addiction yeah she's kind of like an alternate universe jessica simpson yeah totally because they were both they both have struggled openly with addiction issues and they both were making a ton of money off of acting like it did and were behind the scenes i both of them were a lot smarter than the image they were portraying but also genuinely struggling with those issues and like knowing how to play up their little quirks but mm-hmm. only one of them made it out the other side but yeah so back to Anna Nicole Smith so she was working at the strip club and she met her future man 89 year old billionaire J. Howard Marshall and she said she wouldn't he asked her to marry her many times and she said she wouldn't marry him until she made a name for herself and that's exactly what she did she yeah she said because people will call me a gold digger if i marry you before i have anything but i know i'm gonna make it Mm -hmm. yeah she was very like when you're describing her energy like it's a really good way of capturing it because it's really it's difficult to just describe her essence but she's very like earnest in a painfully raw kind of way yeah yeah she was I, I thought she always came off just sweet as pie she was sweet to the paparazzi that were harassing her she was like you know we see that extended clip of her being like you know I trusted you guys and like I loved you guys and you you hurt me and you screwed me over with that like mean headline that you did of me the other day and those pictures like those were mean like you know she she was like able to like stand up for herself but like I I thought she came off like very yeah earnest and vulnerable and and kind and polite but like they had her people in her life just smearing her character like so much in this yeah oh I totally and like it sounded like she was a laughing stock to everyone but her future husband she quickly after playboy she went on in the years following to do um i was gonna say diesel i'm I'm just like thinking of my mind is in like 2000s jeans um she did she did guess and then h&m which then made her blow up in europe and she was on the cover of marie claire and gq so yeah she was becoming a household name um and during this time j howard marshall i know they call him howard but i feel like J. Howard Marshall just describes him so much better. He wanted to adopt her son. He said that he wanted to love and protect her son. And they brought this to a lawyer. And the lawyer basically laughed at them and kind of rolled his eyes at this. And it wasn't really concluded. I don't think it ever went through. It sounded like the junior lawyer took the notes on the meeting, brought it to her boss. And he like was like, what a joke. Like, no didn't do his client's wishes didn't care was just like oh this is so sad an old man's trying to like adopt a stripper's baby like we can't like we're not even gonna entertain this and it's like this is a human being who is saying their legal wishes (laughs) like you know I thought that that's something we had to take seriously but okay yeah if we're gonna have lawyers like representing Harvey Weinstein with no problem we should have lawyers that can get on board with this type of request hurts nobody helps the economy exactly well i guess it it only hurts fucking pierce his villainous 60 year old son yeah (laughs) there really is like a bunch of cartoon good guys and bad guys up in their little towers yeah Yeah. like his his old fan like his his senior citizen kids were like 
nobody's coming for our pie. Like your like stripper wife is not going to get shit. And we will make sure that we crush her under the foot of our expensive lawyers. And they did. The, the things oh. that happened to her legally are literally wrong. Like miscarriages of justice. <laughs> okay, so absolutely and there's a lot to unpack with the court case so i want to i want us to put a pin in that because i i have i have quite a few notes on it because a lot of it's very complex so i'm gonna try to distill it down but yeah basically it got the supreme court and ruth bader ginsburg involved in in this case well more more on that later so there is a horrifically depressing segue where basically she had never met her dad so she hires a pi finds him, flies him in from California, him and his son or her half-brother. And it's like this grotesque scene where she's riding home from the airport with her dad and half-brother in a limo, and she's in pigtails, and she's talking about how she was Playboy Playmate of the Year. She later brings them to the Playboy Mansion, and then no one heard from them again. And we later hear from his son her half-brother saying that he's a monster he's not someone to be left alone with he's terrifying but the following year her and j howard marshall were married in houston at the iconic wedding we described previously he died about a year later at the age of 90 and in that time if things were really starting to spiral so at this point they started the Anna Nicole show, which was short-lived, and they described it as a comedy that wasn't meant to be a comedy, and like a comedy that she wasn't aware that that was the genre. But I think, I believe that she was a lot more aware than they give her credit for. Yeah, and they had one of her friends talk about, yeah, she asked me, what do you think? Should I do this reality show? And then I told her, no, she shouldn't because they're going to be making fun of you and just making money off of exploiting you. And she was like, yeah, true. And then signed it anyway. So like, yes, she knew. Yeah, I mean, you're getting the last laugh if you're getting a, a decent paycheck from it. Well, she, they quote her as saying like, it's horrible the things I've had to do for money. It's expensive to be me. The original, you know, coiner of that Erica Jane song <laughs> phrase. Her mom quotes her as saying, mom, I would do anything for money. I would do anything for fame, for attention. Like she wasn't hiding that fact, you know willing to exploit herself very much so yeah yeah true um yeah and so at this point she has become a full laughing stock and she gets asked if uh she gets asked to be the representative for trim spa and this is preceded by her on Conan o'brien saying like oh what's the model diet what's the playboy model diet and she's like fried chicken and she just knows how to get she she has those little one-liners every interview always gets people laughing and then mm -hmm. trim is like okay great great opportunity for us they swoop in and she develops a terrible eating disorder but as was the time and kind of still happens like she's then immediately celebrated for it everyone's like you're looking amazing but she's kind of like flirting with death at this point she's mixing pills and not eating and her best friend details a, a time of coming into her her room and she said she she saved her life that day because she was so dehydrated got her an, an IV. she had to like give her water one sip at a time until she like was able to sit up like because that's how severe her eating disorder was. She would 
not eat a thing and just drink two inches of water a day from a glass like and yeah. yeah she was beyond celebrated for it like called like the comeback queen like like wow look at this like anyone can do it like she you know she gets that endorsement deal it's crazy yeah it is really crazy it is really crazy and at this point she has her famous appearance presenting at the mtv or mtv music awards one of the mtv awards the type that was like an event a real event back in the day the music awards she was giving it to kanye west at the time giving an award to him we should go back and watch some of the footage from the mtv music awards of yeah that was really fun you never knew what the fuck was gonna happen it was in. I know. I. I like. I had so many memories coming back to me of like. I remember when the Rage Against the Machine guys like climbed the rafters and were like trying to break the set and like it. It was just. It was total chaos. People would. People would pull stunts like crazy stunts. Yeah, and there'd be shocking celebrity cameos, PR stunts like Britney and Christina walking out holding hands after everyone was saying that they were feuding to the death and like, oh my god, good times. Or- yeah, um, Sasha Baron Cohen descending from the sky and putting his butt in Eminem's face. <laughs> yeah, like you never know who's going to be there. Triumph the insult comic talk. Yeah, it was just, yeah, that was what I was thinking of too. Yeah, that was like, that was really celebrated. Uh, okay, but so she comes out of the award show and she goes, like my body. <laughs> um, and she, yeah, I mean, she's then says it. If I ever record an album, I want this guy to record mine <laughs> and make beautiful duets because he's a freaking genius. <laughs> you literally just channeled. <laughs> like, she and entered I feel, you. <laughs> okay, I I feel like people can hear how much love i have for her so i can i feel like i'm okay to do that impersonation because it really was iconic yes it was like we we celebrate meredith marks for the xanax haze that she exists in and you know what if i had the if i had the means (laughs) i would love to be in a twilight zip state my whole life (laughs) oh oh you know that would be my problem if i was a celeb (laughs) with celeb money Ooh, yeah, I would be up on stage like my body. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just clap. so it's so iconic to just trace your fingers up your body and ask the crowd, like my body. Like, you just you don't see them do that anymore. They don't do it like they used to. <laughs> no, no, bring back tradition. <laughs> no, but then okay. But then this is the interesting part. So she had this bodyguard who became a friend of hers, like a a real confidant. And he said that she came off stage and she was she was with it. He said she was way more with it than she appeared on stage. She was asking how she did. He was so sweet to her. He really was always kind to her and generous. He was like, you know, like behind the scenes. Yeah, she was with it. She was cool. Like we, we laughed like she wasn't as fucked up and drugged up as people said she was like. And I was like that's so sweet of you to say like i gotta say i do think she was not with it (laughs) maybe she could snap in and act like she was for a bit but i don't know yeah no i think she was definitely in a place of like yeah the the, the pills were talking for sure but i think yeah i appreciate his point he's him and uh 
us are the only ones rooting for her at this point. Like, just yes, give me throw her a freaking bow. Like, maybe, yeah. maybe she was in pilled out haze, but also she was amplifying it. Yeah, well, you come in and out. We know what it's like to be tripping balls. You come in and out. Like, you might have like more lucidity at a certain time, then an hour. You could have another peak, and then you're good again. And then you know, it's like you just never know. She swing back and forth. Between. He's a freaking genius. To, how did I do? Yeah, how was it? Yeah, to like a moment of like, wait, did I? Was I weird was that, out there? Did I seem weird or like what's what was my vibe? Like, how did the crowd react? Like, like I know I'm drunk, but can, do you think you could? People could tell. That's the worst fucked up feeling is when you're like, and do am I coming off as fucked up or like is it all? you know in my head <laughs> yeah so god bless this this friend bodyguard of hers then enter larry burkhead so he was her quote-unquote photographer but really he was this guy who was in her life she was sort of dating him but the way that in her mind it seemed to have gone is that she really wanted another kid um and she wanted it with someone who would have no access to this kid, no rights, no everything. She would just raise this kid completely on her own. And at this point, she, it was implied that her and Larry were trying for a kid, but he had his own room. Like he was really living his own separate life, but in her entourage. Yeah. Like this is like when we get to that level of celebrity where none of your relationships are normal at all. Like she's got a kind of friend who's her bodyguard and she's got this guy who sells photos of her but also she's fucking on the dl a few times to try and get pregnant and she's got verbal agreement from him to never challenge her for custody of the child which he then later does anyway like you know they they don't seem to really have affection for each other very much but like he just had a job to do (laughs) yeah it really reminds me of mid-2000s britney spears yeah, when she got with Adnan. The, uh, yeah, like when she was paparazzi dating the paparazzi guy. and having crazy custody battles and like was her and then, life was like, her manager Sam Lufty was weirdly involved and like Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. very much that. Like they the two of them have a lot in common actually. Yeah, and but I from a distance I always thought Larry was a good guy. Cause I was like, oh, he took, you know, he took the kids and he raised, seems to be raising them in a loving home, but it seems like he was much more of an opportunist than I had given him credit for. Yes. Yes, he is. Like, yeah. I mean, if you're sleeping with someone and trying to have a kid, but you're also sleep- sleeping apart from them, it sounds like you're on board with this, like, you're not really going to be part of, part of it kind of deal. Um, yeah like all her friends said that she made it very clear what she was looking for and i have no doubt in my mind that before she got pregnant there was agreement made that he was not going to be in the child's life yeah but you gotta get that agreement in writing or i'm sure there's weird law i'm sure there's very strict laws around parental yeah you can't really do it at all actually you kind of have to just have a a sperm donor oh okay that makes sense yeah it's it's complicated like it's always possible for people to like challenge their parental rights like with very broad strokes like if you are the biological parent of a child like the courts are going to hear your case to to have custody of that child if there's if their mother is is dead like yeah you know yeah she would have had to have a sperm donor agreement or something yeah but yeah I'll, i'll i mean 
the reason yeah i see him as sinister is because on one hand this is his kid and he's popping in to raise this kid but on the other hand it's like i i it seems like the billions of dollars on the line had something to do with this yeah for sure i mean she she never should have had this second kid like oh my god tragic no no. So at this point, her son Daniel is, he turned 20 and he starts partying hard. And so we hear from a friend of his who they're at this Hollywood party. They're doing all kinds of drugs, but he's there with methadone. And the guy's like, whoa, methadone. And at this point, Anna Nicole was also on methadone. She's being prescribed it. And he was like, whoa, you know, this is, that's a little too much, even for this wild Hollywood party. So things are kind of going down for both Anna and her son. And at this point, she's, she was not in her late husband's will. So she had claimed that he promised her half of his estate that at the time was worth $1.6 billion. And all of his <laughs> kind of <laughs> sinister senior children including his stepson, E. Pierce Marshall, disputed the claim. You know, like, you know that you're wealthy when your whole family just named a bunch of acronyms. I feel like you need to be a billionaire for that. Oh, absolutely. When you have, when your first name is just a um, initial, that's rich. Yeah. Um, yeah. E. But... e. Pierce Marshall versus the wishes of J. Howard Marshall. <laughs> okay, so this is an incredibly complicated case. This went on for over a decade. It went all the way up until 2017, back and forth. And it went all the way to the Supreme Court. And, uh, the, the Supreme Court voted in favor of her with Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg writing the opinion. And like, to me, they live in different multiverses. Like, I, I was <laughs> yeah. like, it was like, it's like when they are like the pyramids and the dinosaurs were, you know, the same time away from now, whatever. You know what I mean? They decided to not necessarily give her a portion of her husband's estate, but they said, you do have a right to pursue a share of it. And then after this ruling in 2006, she was fighting for it. It kept getting overturned. She would fight again overturned back and forth all the way up until 2017 when they declared that her daughter would not inherit anything yeah danny lynn it's just tragic what became of her family like in every way and the the wish of j howard marshall god bless his soul i'm literally tearing up thinking about how much i love him right now (laughs) his last wishes were not honored ghost of j howard marshall yeah, you're sugar daddy king. And- yes, all he fucking wanted was to take care of Anna and her son. To just be like, they are not going to be homeless. They are not going to be hungry. They are not going to be tragically dead at a young age. And his son prevented all that from fucking happening. Like, fuck yeah. you. Seriously, yeah. fuck you to hell. He wanted he wanted to be in a wheelchair and have some big fake tits in his face. And love love that for him. And more than that, Emily, he wanted to give a poor little family from Mejia, Texas, a better life. Well, I'm saying like what I'm saying is in addition to what everything that you said. It's not just <laughs> he can want two things. Let's can not be leave. True. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, let's, okay. Let's not. He wasn't. But the titties yeah, were a part like, of it. <laughs> he was noble. Okay. But like, let's just say like, you know, he wasn't a completely random choice. I'm that just he made. saying like in his life, that was the kindest thing he probably ever did. Like he's, I don't know if in his heyday, he was like a ruthless oil tycoon but like he just said you know what the one good thing i can do is pass down some 
generational wealth to people who really need it. And his kid said no. Yeah. Okay. okay, he said he said redistribute wealth starting <laughs> yes. with this Playboy model. <laughs> no, I got look, I'm like I get I am on his side. I'm on the right side of history with this. I just I remember I think it was in the newspaper when I saw a photo of their wedding and I remember seeing both of their glowing smiles and I was like they're both equally getting something out of this. He's like, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> like they're living their best lives together. Anyhow, so <laughs> so at this point she things are continuing to go downhill and she essentially tries to have a fresh start. Also, Larry's kind of knocking on the door, maybe asking if he could get custody. And she just goes to the Bahamas. So she flees. And the idea is that he can't get her there, Larry. Like, I don't think you can pursue. uh... Well, they talked about the quirk in the Bahamas legal system where once you arrive in the Bahamas, you you can get a birth certificate for your child and whoever signs that birth certificate as the father is the legal father with all legal rights okay regardless of dna okay and so that's why she chose it i believe yeah and in this case it was jay howard um who was on no not jay howard it was uh other howard oh right yes the the lawyer howard who they were trying to like pass off as the fake daddy yeah right i know there's so many insidious details in this story it's hard to keep it straight but at this point, so she's on methadone. And methadone is something you have to take regularly. It's, it's not that different. It's it's similar to um, needing heroin. It's what they wean people off of heroin with, but it's in a much more controlled way. And it's prescribed. And, and some people can be on it, like, after they get off heroin, they can be on it for, like, the rest of their lives. But she ha- was running out of it in the Bahamas, and she had no way of getting it. And she's contacting her doctor and he's trying to find a way to get it to her they interviewed the doctor and he was saying like he basically didn't want her to have the shakes at this point she's pregnant and she's about to have her baby no, girl he, i mean he said he he said he didn't want her to die he was like she like she has two days left of pills and she could die from withdrawals while she's pregnant yeah, like, that true. was the situation. It was fucking serious. So they fly her down this methadone, which then gets, you know, thrown back in his face when he's legally charged with like murder, basically later. But yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It's it's like it's so hard not to jump ahead because every person, they'll like chime in at the start of this and then and then it takes a horrifying turn for them. And, and but anyhow, yes. so she has her baby girl and is like calls up Daniel and asks him to come on down at the at the same time Daniel was struggling with depression and mental health issues he was 20 at this point and grew up in the spotlight and sounds like he's just having pretty serious but also normal 20 year old struggles and so she yeah, invites he, him down he was experimenting with drugs and partying and he was depressed and it's like yeah at, at this yeah. point no one thinks it's anything to be that worried about I guess like like yeah. worried a bit, but not thinking what it would become. Yeah, exactly. So she has her daughter in September of 2006. Daniel gets to meet her. Then three days after 
her daughter's born, Danny Lynn. Daniel doesn't wake up. He passes away in his sleep. But the scene, the scene when he died is was so sensationalized like in the press because it was so tragic like his mother literally just gave birth and he's sitting right next to her and then she has to discover his dead body like it's a nightmare yeah yeah it's a real it's it is a a real nightmare and she's incredibly depressed and then less than a year later she passed away herself about six months later so a few short months later she passed away in february 2007 of an accidental potentially accidental overdose potentially purposeful we don't know but that's when the doctors that gave her the methadone come into question and they start they actually both ended up going on trial um and both got acquitted later on but people were looking at them yeah it's it's really it's 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 a really tough and messy thing the to his point like him not wanting his client his client to die i don't know that's it's very it's all very sad but they got acquitted so then i thought that this was really bizarre the way that the documentary ended because they talked about how there was an interview that she gave about her childhood briefly before her passing and she's she had never really talked about her childhood before but she's talking about how horrible her mom was and terrible and abusive and a tyrant and all these things and a monster and then it gets refuted by all these other people in her life so in the documentary we see her best friend being like oh she made that up that was my story and her siblings and uncle being like that wasn't true at all and then we hear from the mom being like oh yeah she said that when I say sad stories, it gets me attention. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is, what's, what's true here? This ending was incredibly shocking. Like it was horrific. I thought to like end it this way and be like, actually, we think she's the kind of person who made up allegations and, and we don't think it happened. I was like, this is too much for me to take in. Like I haven't seen enough evidence to know what's true and what's not and what's an exaggeration and what's like she had a a brother that was around some of the time and he was like my mom was nice she yeah her friend slash lover missy her like lifelong girlfriend which was we've kind of buried the lead there like she was like yeah her she was like in a relationship with this woman the whole time she was with the old man and like the beginning of anyway so she she said, like, yeah, when I worked with her in the strip club, we all had fucked up stories about how all the girls there had been subjected to things in our childhood and we would share them and she would hear that and and kind of started picking them up and kind of started spinning her own stories of of abuse and of things like that. And I don't know the details. I do think the way she talked about, like, stepdads that were in the picture and the way she moved out of her house at 16 17 like I'm like I don't think she had a happy childhood that she's pretending was unhappy maybe she made up some lies I don't know but like after someone's dead and can't defend themselves and her mother's dead and can't clear up anything like also it's it's like this weird five minute ending they don't really get into it they're just like they're just like yeah she died anyway we interviewed a couple people and we're going to show you a 30 second clip of them saying that she was a liar it's like what I know like this 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 girlfriend Missy is like crying because she thinks that she that Anna uh 
took possession of her story and made it her own, like stole her life story. But like, there's a lot of people that have the story of being abused as a child. Yeah. When she said, I know know. when she said she stole my story, I was like, what do you, it's not like she faked having cancer. Like it's not, you know, like there, there are people that will say an incredibly detailed story that's wrong that you can easily prove wrong but saying like you were you were abused i will i will believe anyone who says that they were abused as a child yeah i mean of course like our instinct is to believe people and maybe she is the one percent of people who make up these kind of allegations but like i just like something in me just rejects like i i can't accept that that that's somehow been revealed as fact they're saying that they have her mom saying she told me in her words that she would do anything for money and she would amp up a story for money and she just would do anything for a buck. And it's like, okay, both and then can she, be true. And they quoted her. Yes, and, and they quoted her saying like, mom, sad stories sell more papers than happy stories. But that is a different thing than fabricating accusations like this. I know, I know. And I'm like, it's Man. It's a very different thing. <laughs> yeah yeah and you so look at how we can't confirm i don't want to believe it no i don't either because it just doesn't it doesn't make sense with what we know of childhood abuse and how long that stuff can take to emerge in people's adult lives and how susceptible it makes people to substance abuse and all the different paths that she went down like it, i know it it's just... not like she had this happy well-adjusted life she was tragically drowning an addiction as soon as she got her hands on her first bottle of pills like that points to trauma yeah 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 exactly exactly it's like not it's not like she's saying this wild timeline she's saying i was abused as a kid and they're like well we have proof that that's not true i'm like how because your brother said that your dad he liked his mom because that's the proof because you're you the mom said it wasn't true exactly i know and like siblings can have very different accounts of their childhood very very different like everyone has their own truth and their own experience and like she they they only said some specifics of what she had told missy early in their relationship she was like my mom was her mom was a cop and she's like she used to handcuff me to the bed and beat me and i'm like ah checks out for me Sorry. Yeah. Well, it, it's giving Lena Dunham when she. I'm sorry. This isn't like I'm like I'm like horrified. It's it's giving Lena Dunham when she was like, I have absolute proof that this that this person I know was not was not an abuser and a rapist. Like, remember when she she had some. Yeah. Oh, of course that, I remember like, that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and she was like, she's like, I actually have proof. He's given me his word, and I know for a fact that did not happen. It's like, bitch. <laughs> You can't yeah. know unless you were there and no one was there. Same in this case. She actually had a lot of fans and people like, I, 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 so cruel, so cruel to her in the wake of her grieving her son's death while having a newborn baby at home. And they showed those videos of the paparazzi scaling the fence of her estate and 300 paparazzi waiting outside her, her door in the Bahamas to like, this is a tragedy that you need to thank God if if something like this didn't happen to you and to have people exploiting it like it was like yeah. a funny, sexy story. Horrifying. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, okay, so we 
now go to the where are they now segment. So I'm going to now turn this to Danny Lynn. So I'm going to talk about where Danny Lynn has been since since her mom's passing. So in April of 2007, there was a legal battle. There was a DNA test and it proved that Larry Burkhead was the father. And this was like I think that seeing this interview was part of when I started to get irked by this guy and just look at him through a different light. But he's out of the press conference. I hate to be the one who told you this, but I told you so. I'm the father. All right. Um, But he so Danny Lynn is 16 now and she looks just like Anna Nicole Smith. And she we know very little about her, which is good. I'm glad she's not in the public eye um she's being raised in kentucky which is where her and larry met i don't know maybe maybe larry's fine i think i'm just so suspicious of everyone in her life after seeing the rest of her entourage that i'm like i don't know i'm glad he's raising danny lynn yeah i mean it looks like he was just a run-of-the-mill scumbag who stepped up to the plate and is keeping her fed and safe so good job yeah i just wonder how things i wonder if I wonder and I hope that nothing changed after the 2017 final ruling that Danny Lynn would get nothing. Um, But she modeled for guests when she was six years old. She modeled for guest kids. So they were like, she's following in her mom's footsteps. I'm like, all right. Um, And basically, she's only ever seen where she gets taken to the Kentucky Derby every year because that's where her and Larry met, where Anna and Larry met. And so... Yeah, we get little little updates from her then, um, and that's that's the, that's their story. That's that's the tragic story of Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah this this documentary like did you ever see the um, Whitney Houston documentary just called Whitney from like twenty eighteen? No. Um, a lot of people said like this was so disrespectful to her memory. Like there needs to be another documentary made like right away and her like estate started working on one and her estate is fucking shady too like her her entourage was very much like like Anna Nicole's like all wanting a piece and everything but I just hate when women who are mothers who have struggles with mental health with addiction are derided after they're dead and it, it I think both of these documentaries did that. I think they were disrespectful. Yeah. And and with Whitney Houston, like, you'll have a little bit of outrage because people are like, she was a great singer. You can't say that. But with Anna Nicole, it's like, well, whatever. We can say whatever you want. That's kind of the, the yeah. overall feeling I get. Like, all she was was a pretty face, so we can just talk shit about her as much as, as we want. Like, yeah. I wish I had gotten to know more of her inner world. Like, I know she's not stupid. I know she's not... A cruel monster like no. i yes i understand she was an addict and she be she got to the point that she was just using people for money and being manipulative as well, that's do ev- everyone who's who's lost in an addiction but that's why like she just the parallels between her and marilyn monroe are so similar where they were both treated as these one-dimensional characters in their life and then passed away very young and then people were like ooh. Maybe we could have gotten to know them personally a little better. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 so tragic because there's such a demand for like these sex symbol bombshell types, but then mm-hmm. they're treated so horribly. Like Yeah, you get yeah. money, but is is it worth it? 
well she didn't get any money so but that was not the I, fault uh, yeah of- she the only the only money the only money she got was money she went out and got and paid for herself. I don't know that. that do you know that TikTok audio? Where like, is the where money, is that, the she money that she went out? <laughs> Not the money yeah. that she got or she her worked- family's money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She worked for every dime she had, actually. It's ironic because everyone calls her a gold digger and she never saw a fucking red cent from that man. That's so true, Sammy. That is so true. Everything she got, she worked hard for. From stripping to strip spa. Yeah. She was a Kim Kardashian. Like, she's a businesswoman. Yeah. Yeah. And she was actually a decent little actress as well. Like, I enjoyed seeing her in her her little film roles. Oh, and can we talk about the fact that she was straight out offered the Cameron Diaz role in The Mask? And that could have been her, but she took Naked Gun 3 instead. No, yeah. Did you see that? Sad. No, I I know. It's so sad. She's like, I love the script. It's so funny. It will like show off my acting ability, my comedic ability more, but they're only offering me fifty thousand dollars, whereas the Naked Gun 3 is offering me way more, but it's like a smaller role, and obviously she doesn't take the mask, but like fuck. Like she could like she could have been one of the Charlie's Angels. She could have. She could have. There's an alternate reality where her and Cameron's paths cross. Not that I'm saying Cameron would have met an end like that, of course, but like, you know, she could have had Cameron's career, at least a little part of it. Yeah, she could have. Yeah. (sighs) Better luck next lifetime, Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, on that note, um, we'll be back probably with something a little more uplifting next week, or not. We'll keep you <laughs> on your toes. <laughs> Bye, guys. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.